0: when we're out there they every the first question is don't raise my taxes well it's virtually impossible not to raise taxes sometimes and give the services that we do and we provide what's effort give great services for the what people pay what we all pay for taxes but the only way we can build and do things is by the revenue we take in and that's by taxes so what i'm trying to what I'm, i guess what i'm getting at is strategically the police department is here. It has to be here. We get to, this is the center of town. We get to the North End, which is the Colonial Manor and all that, and that section. And we get to Sherwood and Norwood Farms equally as, as quickly response than if we, we can't take it anywhere else. The library can be mobile. It can be putting in a neighborhood. It could be put, per se, in a Colonial Manor. It can be. Will it be an inconvenience for the current uh, library? Yes, there is going to be hurt. Everybody's going to have hurt. I'm sure that the 18,000 square foot library, and the chief will probably agree with me, is probably not big enough for him either. Just like 11,000 is not going to be big enough for the library. But that's the cards we're dealt with. I'm just being realistic. You know, Unless we go out and build and we spend over $20 million to build, But then again, this building is going to be packed when we tell you're going to spend twenty to twenty-five million to make everybody happy. We just—that's not why we're elected.
1: Mayor Mahaffey, if I just might point something out to you: the library, whether it's a township library, a small town library, a major city library, a school library, is meant to be the heart of that area. Moving the library to the edge of town is not good for the citizens of West Deptford. There is no public transportation there for people who don't drive. People like now who come from Riverwinds who walk every day, they're not going to walk over to Colonial Manor. Just keep that in the back of your head. I have another question. Mm -hmm. Have you consulted with the board of trustees of the library about
2: moving the facility?
0: Well, when I swore people in the other night at the trustee board, in fact, I did speak to Dr. Ferry about this before he resigned and dr ferry uh, I laid out the plan to make he said all being transparent, I told him what the township was uh, in the in the process of doing, and he thought it was a good idea now I don't know if Dr. Ferry is here if uh, you know that was our conversation you know when it comes down to it, it comes down to what is what is we believe and the, and, the, and the residents believe is the responsible spending of money. Okay. So, yes, I spoke to the board. That's probably why we have this response out here, because, yes, in the next in this year, we probably will move towards a more firmer plan on having the library and uh, the repairs done and acquiring the pieces that may move the library and and put the police department here.
1: I would assume then that you have also spoken with the chief of police and and the police department as to their needs as far as taking over the library building. What do they need to rehab?
0: Who has to re? Well, well, I can tell you about it. I can tell you what we've done in the past Um, about three years ago. That's where these numbers came in to build a police department a little over three years ago now. we were going to build a police department that's when the numbers came in too high then we looked at a vacant building over on grove road an industrial building right there on grove avenue and that alone just a police department to purchase the building which was 19,000 square foot and renovate that building came in at 15 million plus and that's not fixing the library that's not doing anything to this building you know, we have a lot of security issues, as you well know, at the library here. So we have to address those issues also. So, yes, you know, we have been in talks with the police department. They've looked at an architect, the uh, drawings, renderings of what a police department needs. And we sit with, sat with the chief and we discussed things that they can have and things they cannot. But it's still 15 to 20 million dollars just for one building. So we have look we have local alternatives two other alternatives, which is renovating an industrial space and two building a new building. This is option three
1: and to the best of your knowledge, at this time, option three, renovating two buildings and moving the library and the police station is preferable to building a new police station
0: is it, is it preferable to to me
1: i'm asking i
0: it- would say what you know if i if i gave everybody and we had a, enough funds uh you know to please everybody the chief would like a brand new building i don't blame him. well we don't have a kind of money we don't have that kind of money so if you're asking me my my personal opinion and that we've discussed this as a committee we think that right now the uh The most financial responsibility, the responsible thing to do, is to use buildings that we currently would own, and that would be, which we don't own Colonial Manor now. We uh, we 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 have the library, and we have a Colonial Manor. So environmentally, we're not destroying or making new buildings. When we have buildings, we can repurpose.
1: Are you planning to allow for? Public input before final decisions are made.
3: Yes, there's always
0: there's always going to be input.
1: We haven't made a
0: decision, Mariam. There's been no decision.
1: I'm only asking because so far we haven't seen anything in print
2: anywhere that you've even discussed this.
0: Well, there's a reason because we don't own the assets to do this yet. Okay. All
2: right. Excuse me, Mayor.
1: We have doubled our time.
0: Okay. Well, I
1: know you've had conversation, but it's doubled.
0: We have a 5 minute timeline.
1: I know, but most of my time was taken up by you.
0: Okay, well, you know what? That's That's fair. So ask again.
1: So we would like to see when they are available as soon as possible, the costs of rehabbing the two buildings, the cost of moving the library, because you're not going to put books in boxes in people's cars and move them from one place to another. And we would like to see a feasibility study which so far nobody's nobody's seen more. so if you as the township could provide that to us we would greatly appreciate it
0: well uh you know our, our 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 creed up here is to be transparent okay and the transparency is i will we will be happy to share any plans first of all you we would hope that the the library gets involved, we will ask them, just like we asked the chief of police what he would like his space to look like. But I can't ask Miss Woods over there, uh, Carolyn over there, hey, what do you want in your space when I can't show her space to look at yet? Because I don't, we don't own that space. So when we do acquire that space, that's, you know, their input is gonna be important because I don't know how to run a library. I have an architect that tells us, hey, you can fit this in here. this is what it could look like, but moving the moving parts of where what offices should be here, where child uh, group should be here, your i.t position, uh, book storage, uh, we don't know that. That's why we would em- employ and and, and and empower the library to get involved. As for the the spending of money on it, certainly. The township and the residents and the taxpayers should should know and will know how much money this is going to cost. And I venture to tell you, mariam this building will be packed whatever option we pick. Whatever option we picked, there's going to be people who are going to be okay with it, and there's going to be people who won't be okay with it. And
1: I'm sure that that's true. And, so, and I don't doubt that that's going to happen I think it's really important to, to those of us who are library users, library lovers, and who actually um, feel a connection with our library, that just that be 100% transparent, we know what you're doing, and that you hear us when we speak.
0: And, and here, I'll make this statement tonight. Um, the fire departments, um, when we had to make the decision... Uh, more or less the decision that volunteerism was going out. We had to go to the paid fire departments. We respected the fact that, you know, I don't know if everyone in this room knows that the building of fire departments, such as Colonial Manor, the fire department members put their houses up for sale to build that building. And I found it unbelievable, the dedication that people would have to put their own homes up mortgaged their own homes so they could build a fire department corner manor is 100 years berg is over 100 years you know uh thoroughfare is over 100 years there's 100 years of history there and we respected everything they've asked us to do as we acquired buildings you know we're trying to provide space for the volunteers who still are here but can't actively fight fires anymore giving them their own space we will do the same for the library if option three is there. We, we, we will respect the fact of the dedication of the people before who, who built that library, the people who will come after. So there is a preservation of the bricks that are out there, the history that's inside that building, wherever they end up. So, you know, I make that pledge tonight, just like I did to the firemen. The firemen will tell you the same thing. We've lived up to everything we promised.
4: Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mary. My name is Linda
2: Marple. Along with uh, uh, Lorraine Shields and I, we were the first presidents of the Friends of the Library. So certainly I'm very concerned about this. Last night, a group of us were talking about options. And again, like Miriam, I totally was offended by your talk about our, the use of our library. We have places for people to come to use uh, computers. We have so many things. We have meeting rooms, and I don't even want to go into it, but you probably know it. You talk about buildings that you own, and that it has to be in this area. Greenfield's fire company has also been disbanded. That is in this area. Have you checked as to whether the ground contamination from the fire trucks and whatever, whether there is ground contamination at Colonial Manor?
0: Sorry, we've been tested. We've done our phase one environmental, it's clean. Entire site is clean. If you've gone there, if you haven't gone by there lately, the township has uh our our buildings and grounds have gone over there and have cleaned the entire park that was behind but colonial matter
2: round check
0: yeah, phase one that's phase one is a fire phase one environmental uh tim you guys did that correct RB. you there's our engineer they did it if you want to know what they did
2: okay and like others nothing about these discussions was in the minutes of your meetings for the past six months I hate that it had to be by word of mouth that this was going on. That is not transparent. You're going to trans- give us transparency after the decision is almost entirely made. There's no. That's be- not transparent,
0: Linda. I'll, I'll have to. I have to disagree with. There's no decision been made. We had to. But one. One. Let me. Let me answer your question. I'll give you. Give me my respect. I'll give you yours. We had to acquire clona matter either way. So, we have to do the phase one on thoroughfares buildings, Greenfields buildings, and Colonial Manor. Berga is not shutting down. Berga owns their own building and they own the land that it sits on. So, as responsible elected officials, we were acquiring these buildings either way. So, in order for us to acquire them, just like if you were selling or buying your home, if you felt there was an oil tank out there, you would do it, you would have someone check for it. So we did our environmental studies on all those three buildings. So we were doing them not to, could to put we were going to put a library out there as we were acquiring them. We didn't want to take ownership of a building that was contaminated. It would still be in the it would still be owned by the members of the Colonial Manor Greenfields or Thoroughfare. These buildings are all clear. The land is all clear. There's no other. There's if there was something wrong, we would go to a phase two environmental cleanup which we would not be responsible for.
2: So I'm sorry if I didn't hear, but why is Colonial Manor, which is not central to our community and which does not have any bus service to it, why is that preferable to say Greenfields for your police?
0: Well, Greenfields for our police? For your
2: police. You said you needed something local. That's no, we needed
0: something central for the police department. Greenfields and Colonial Manor are not central. We, we need that for, and I'll let the chief comment on why it's, you know, it, it's necessary to have, we have our fire headquarters here, we have an admissible headquarters here, and we, you know, the, the chief, if you want, you can explain uh, to uh, Ms. Marple, Mrs. Marple, why this site, if we choose this site, is
3: preferable.
5: Sure. Um, so, the, or first and foremost, uh, location is huge for for our police department or any emergency service. To be able, response time is 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 key. I know when the fire departments, um, when we did studies for the fire departments, response time is at the top of the list for importance. Um, we have an obligation to make sure that we are able to respond to every one of our residents, whether it be, um, you know, the border of Westville up on one hundred and thirty through Route forty-five, the Woodbury border. Uh, all the way down through uh, ogden station and and down through west first is is our southernmost point Um, this area right here if you map it mileage wise is the central location and gives us the most access points um, to every aspect of our township Uh, greenfields like you you brought up Um, i know you know it seems like it's pretty close um, but honestly when we're talking seconds and response time which When life and death situations come up, that's what we're talking about is seconds and minutes and seconds. Um, Just for for one of our officers to leave out of the station to get to the Greenfields fire hall, I'm going to approximate is is going to be a minute to a minute and a half with lights and sirens and everything going well, at least a minute and a half to two minutes probably as I say that. Um, That's life and death. Uh, So, you know, if we were to go to Colonial Manor and you're a resident of West First Avenue down our southernmost point, um our response time could be 10 minutes by the time we got to you uh vice versa if we go to greenfields and you're one of our residents up uh off of 130 or you know somewhere down on red bank avenue down towards the river our response time is going to be significantly um you know longer than it would be if we had a centralized location our officers often work out of this police station um we you know staffing wise we don't always have full staff, so our officers are sometimes tied up in the station, responding from here, um, doing reports. Um, we're, we don't have the luxury or the size of a town where we would have substations um, in bigger areas. That's, that's a, an option, but not in a, in a town our size. Um, so our response is, is primarily we focus everything from here just as a fire department would. Um, fortunately, we have officers out on the road most times, so you know hopefully we have them spread out and in a perfect world. We have an officer close by to any call that comes out. That's just not reality in certain situations when we have uh, in depth calls or, or something that brings our officers to the station. So, when we talk about um, centralized location, we look at response time, and this location has been long deemed to be the central part of, of our town.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, so, I recognize the need for it to be central. I also recognize that the township owns property in this area across the street from the library
0: well i can answer that
2: is that true the
0: thoroughfare fire the land next to thoroughfare fire department is green acres it is it is green acres property it is on the rossi and we can't build on it so we don't own anything in this general area that would house anything we've looked at the option we've tried to see if we can if we can Uh, use the land next to thoroughfare fire department. But once you're on the green acres, Rossi, you can't use the property other than green acres. It has to remain open space.
2: There's no place central that we could build state-of-the-art building for the police department designed specifically for the police department and made for them.
0: I'm not aware of any. And remember, Linda, remember what we said. We can build a police department and we can build somewhere close to central. Remember how much that's going to cost. And you're a taxpayer. And remember, I taxpayer, that. remember, I... that's only one building. That's one building for almost $20 million. And then remember, we have to fix two others. Okay. So and now well... we keep in mind the financial responsibility of this stuff, too.
2: I understand that. And are you aware that the governor just announced two grants for townships? No.
4: No. Okay. For what? To for what? For what?
2: Well, that I think the township could use for building the police, a police station, state of the art.
0: Okay. I mean, obviously you're in favor of building a new police department.
2: I Okay. My husband did the tile work in the current police station, and he did that two fire chiefs before you. Uh, not fire chiefs, sorry, police chiefs before you. And at that time, the police chief told him he only had enough locker space for the current members of the force, and it has certainly grown since then. So we all recognize that the police need more, and we want more. We want the best for them. I don't. I just don't I can't believe that what you're proposing is best for them or for the library. Thank no. you. Okay.
1: I'm Marilyn Quinn. I lived uh since, for about eight last 18 years in Riverwinds and uh I moved here uh because I knew I was going to retire soon and I just want to say that first of all I, I'm very thankful for we have a great police department I, made use of them, so I know they're very good. However, I also spent my entire career teaching people in libraries how to find information. And libraries are more than books. Libraries are about people who know how to find stuff online so that the children aren't just going to Google And and when they go to Google and they find something, they can't even really evaluate what they're finding. So there's more to libraries than a pile of books. Uh, And I'm also concerned that I grew up and, and I lived all of my life, most of my life anyway, in towns where I could walk to the library. And if I couldn't walk, I could get on my bike and walk and, and ride there. Of course, now I'm too old. But there is no town here. When I ask people where's downtown, I said we really don't have one. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that makes me sad. And I think this is one more step toward decentralizing the services that are good for, an, for any town and anyway i just wanted to say what i had to say about what it is a library does it's a lot more than handing out books mm-hmm. so i'm afraid i've gone down to where this spot is that you're talking about and for me it's in Jibib. i mean really i felt like i was in woodbury practically and uh I had I had to use my Google Maps to get there. So I mean and I, I just it will just I, I walk to the library now. So do with my neighbors. And uh I I see all these things being built down at Riverwinds, you know, and I think to myself, we need more than just restaurants and sports and meeting halls. We need some kind of source of good information for people in this world who lack that so i don't like seeing the library get decentralized from everything else it it, it it's will go down
0: let me uh, uh again you know i i i said before you know uh, using the word book storage you know i apologize and i don't want people i want everyone to hang their hat on what i said you know we all up here are not anti-library we understand that the cultural part of any town city borough, is is a library and what it provides for its residents we're not like we said in the beginning there's never been a discussion here to to get rid of our library we understand how important a library is in our town. We're now talking about a location, right? And as much as we talk about the library being a walking distance, we are really talking about a very small amount of people that can walk to this current library versus, you know, I don't think Colonial Manor people are walking to this library. I don't think people who live in the South End are walking to our current library. Now, if you move the library to Colonial Manor, the Colonial Matter people can walk to it, but now they can't, but if you move it to the south end to another thing, people in the south end now can walk to the library. We are eighteen square miles. We really don't have a central location other than here, but we don't have a town center like a Woodbury will, which it is only three miles in in circumference or whatever. But you know, we're only right now. Helping or uh, wa- a walking distance for a small majority of people. When if you move it to the north, it would help that ma- that major minority of people or that majority of people. And if we move it south, that would ha- they would be happy. But right now, you know, it's it's centrally located, but not many people are walking to our library.
4: Thank you, Mrs. Quinn. That's my sister. Mm-hmm. We're both uh,
1: live in the reserve and, um, river winds Riverwinds. Uh, my name is Marge Morris, and we were both retired academic librarians. Um, uh, I worked for 42 years as a librarian at Rowan University, and uh, I grew up uh, in a town that honored its library. I just wanted to say I've been reading uh, an, an article in the Smithsonian Magazine. And certainly the smithsonian is an admirable uh, institute in this country and it, it, it devoted a whole article to the renovation of the uh, libraries the public libraries in memphis tennessee uh and uh, they referred not to them not as a library all the time but chiefly as a community center and i think that really is what we're looking at when we talk about our public library here in town. It, quote unquote, is a community center and also because of all the new things that can be offered in a library other than paper books help prevent some of the problems that the police face later in people's lives. Um, The the, uh, the functions and the uh, resources and the guidance that you get in the public library help people grow and people who have other problems in their lives uh, get help. And I think coming out of the pandemic and uh, all the isolation that we've had for two or three years, uh, that we know that mental illness is, is, is a bigger issue. So I think the library, as a community center, plays an important role in in helping the police keep the township uh, uh, in a good space. And and again, they, they call it a community center. So it has to be something where the community can come together in a central location.
4: Thank you.
6: My name is Nancy Miller. My address is 630 High Street. I'm also the vice president of the Friends of the Library. Um, I'm not going to beat anybody up, but I do have a couple questions. Uh, one is if we've been looking at this feasibility of improving properties and where we're going to put our police for three years, when do you plan to make the decision? Because our police station is abysmal, it's an embarrassment, and it should be fixed as soon as possible. So when when does the committee plan to make the decision? And I understand my follow-on question to that is that you know budgets are being done at this point for a big expenditure like this, you would have to accrue over multiple years whether you're spending 12 million or you're spending 20 million. So when are you going to decide and when is the money going to start to get spent once the decision's made?
0: Well, uh I was a police officer in the 80s and 90s, and that's when we needed a new police department. So it hasn't been three years. This group here has decided it is time. So that can has been kicked down the road for many years. So we're just being responsible at this time that it is a need and it's not something we can just keep pushing down the road anymore. So we're in the process. You don't build a a building like that without a lot of input from uh, architects, engineers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're. this is a process. And it's a process that, you know, is going in the last two years that has gone further than it has in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to be responsible as an elected group up here to make this happen sooner than later.
6: But you don't have a specific timeline. No,
0: nope, we don't because we're still looking. We're still in the feasibility uh, deciding where and what is the best option for everyone because no smell you know it's not going to please everyone as you can see this evening it's not every no one is not everyone's going to be happy in what we do but you know that's why we get up here to make decisions and if we can have the support of and the input of the people here the taxpayers the the owners of uh, the space that we're going to make, you know, empower them to say, hey, you know, I need this here, I need this here, like we have with the police department. We haven't gone to the, we haven't contacted the library yet, or we haven't been in in in, in contact with the trustees or the librarian at this time, because I don't, I can't tell them where they're going to be, or we can't even you know, discuss where we're going to be, because we don't have that option yet. So, okay.
6: So you don't know. You're telling me you absolutely don't know when you're going to make the decision or begin any of this construction. I mean,
0: Well, I think, I think we'll have more concrete plans when we acquire buildings. If we acquire Colonial Manor, then that is probably going to generate or guide us more on where we're going to go at that point. Okay. And we have not acquired that building.
6: I did hear you say that you would consult the stakeholders relative to the library at the library were to move and i wanted to suggest that you include not only some of the staff from the library but also the friends of the library which is a very active organization for many years as linda indicated mm-hmm. she was there from the very beginning and uh, we have a lot of um, input that we would like to provide if you do choose to relocate the library of what the needs would be and what that would look like, at least to uh and I would like to ask if there could be a subcommittee of citizens that would help work on that if you do have to move our library. I understand it's a a matter of fiscal responsibility and it might be necessary. But if it is necessary, can you um have a, a an official panel of people that are willing to volunteer their time and help with uh, design what, what the design and the needs are for the library?
0: Well, what I can tell you is based on our past practice here and our past history, the chief and the police department have been involved in the design of a building. Where that building is, we don't know. The acquiring of fire departments. We have always included all the members of the three different fire departments in the decision of their future and where they end up and the histories they want to take with that. So yes we have a history of using and empowering people to be part of the process but the process you're going to give me problems i tell everyone you're going to present a problem bring a solution because you know we're we're not going to delay the process once we do this to answer your first question yes. you know we can't have so many people there that you know we're not going to please everybody but yes we'll bring the stakeholders involved in where it's going to be. Now, we're not going to delay it six months, a year, once we, we decide that we have to do something. We've already decided we have to do something. It's just putting the pieces together. So to answer your question, yes, there will be, we, we, we would welcome the fact of a subcommittee to come in here and give us an opinion. You know, like I said, we're, we'll try to please as many people as possible, but the end decision relies on statistical data from engineers, architects, And this group up here, which you have elected to make a decision, not to just keep delaying it and kicking down the road.
6: I understand that, Mayor, and I appreciate that. If you would consider having a citizens panel to provide input, uh, especially to include library staff and the friends of the library, that would be much appreciated. The other thing I want you to at least consider in your thinking is something that has been brought up. There are a number of people that use our library On a regular basis that do not have transportation and i don't know if we have any influence about public transportation if we do need to move our library but there is a concern that citizens may not be able to go to the library if there is no bus route or other way of getting there from a public transportation standpoint i would hope that would be one of the factors that would be at least considered and potentially put up for a solution to be found
0: I don't have an answer for that tonight, but it's certainly something a subcommittee can bring up and that it can be, you know, discussed and possibly worked on on if the library is moved. Thank
4: you. Thank you.
7: Hi, uh, Jean Jordan, One Thirty Avocet Lane. I have a question about an entirely different topic. I really appreciate everybody that came out tonight. and This was a great, a lot of good questions about the situation here, but I, and I have confidence that you guys will resolve that. I really do. My question is about the new trash cans. And I live in Riverwinds, I have a lot of older neighbor neighbors, I'm older myself. Um, my question, just direct question is, Will there be an option to trade for a smaller trash
0: can? Absolutely. We decide okay. we will go down. There's the, there is the uh public okay, works director, our works director. We are at 65. No, I'm not because I, I, I know this answer. Okay. So we know you could be a little low winded and we appreciate everything you do. We are, we are, you're not the only HOA over there. We have uh, others who have, um who have. Uh, asked us for a smaller option because of storage reasons and uh the movability of them the, uh, of these so yes we are in a process of 200 smaller ones uh i think they're 60s right 60 65s 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 yep so the truck is so the truck can pick it up Thank now you. on that tra- topic you know that you know, we we are just moving in the direction of of uh we don't ever want to privatize. Um if you're watching news tonight, you can see uh, that uh a lot of private there's a strike going on at private companies right now to pick up yeah. local municipalities, yep. And they can't get their trash picked up. You know, you never let that control go. We have an outstanding uh public works department and uh this over the period, yeah, we can clap for them. Um, you know, just like anything else, we did our study on it, we it's shown that it is cost more cost effective to go to the one arm trash uh, for numerous reasons, and I don't want to take up any, many more time, but we actually like when people come to our meetings, because then we can tell them what we're doing, and we think we're doing, you know, what's right for the residents. So yes, to answer your question, me being long winded, we have an option. Thank you. <laughs> Up, seen it. Up, up. Someone's coming forward.
6: You know, I'm a little slow, slim moving there. Uh, Nancy, Nancy Barna, Wood Lane Drive, and I'm here to speak tonight as a taxpayer, and I'd like to start off by saying that I stand with West Effort Police Department in acknowledging their dire need for additional space. That's undisputed. They deserve nothing less than a state-of-the-art facility, and I also want to take this opportunity to thank them for helping keep our streets safe. We really, we really appreciate that. Um, And after hearing some of the questions raised tonight, I'd like to present a very, very brief, getting late, uh, history on the library. Uh, The current West Deppard Library opened in 1988, which is 18 years after the Colonial Manor Fire Department. uh, That was dedicated in September of 1970. The West Deppard Library has been servicing the township since 1965. It started in the basement of a home, moved to thoroughfare, Reschool, then moved to the old township building, finally landing in its resting place where it is now. Along with other people, we have the current library due to the support of our former mayor Ken Hinkle and former mayor David Shields. They, he was a very strong supporter of the West Effort Library, as you as you are mayor. So, as a for, former library trustee myself, I recall many improvements that the trustees struggled to get, often putting band-aids on, as you had mentioned earlier of many of the repairs that needed to be done to that aging building. Some current needs are a replacement of the HVAC system, which I was told is approximately $40,000, as well as replacing all of the windows, and they're two really big ticket items. I recall when the stove broke in the kitchen while I was on the board over there, um, due, and due to some new code regulations, the money was not there to replace that range and oven without having a fire suppressant range hood and all of the other things that go along with it to bring it up to code. And instead, an electric stovetop replaced the range it's a fact that the police definitely have expanded and there definitely is a need for them to have more space but why are we dismantling a building that was designed to be a library and retrofitting a building that is 18 years older and was designed to be a fire department when we could simply move one building the police department to one to that building or build a new building greenfields is right up the street but i would like to note that there are other towns who do not have their police departments located next to their township building, including Elk, Greenwich, Newfield, Swedesboro, or neighboring town Woodbury, which has not moved once, but has moved twice, and neither time was it located next to to the city building, and Washington Township, which is an even bigger town than this town. I'd like to ask that you please take into consideration that the current library is on the access link and public bus routes. Neither Colonial Manor nor Greenfields are on the bus routes that many patrons use for transportation, especially those who are using the library as a warming center. Without transportation, they will have no way to get to the Colonial Manor Firehouse. Our library needs to be in a central location for all of those patrons. And I just want to note that I was at the library this week and that we ran into a man that, He's here tonight, actually, um, and he said that he comes to the library every day because he doesn't have a home computer. He walks to the library every day, so we need we need to consider that. I also want to note that, um, as you know, I volunteer at the food pantry over at Colonial Matter United Methodist Church, and we have a lot of people who come in and they go to the library. They say they go to the library. They use the library to apply for benefits, to for general use because they don't have computers in their own house. And um, that's going to be taking away that central location for them to get there. Um, for all of these reasons, I'm just asking that you please reconsider leaving the library that's current location. And I thank you very much for all the hard work that you do. Uh,
8: Amy McKay, on Crown Point Road. Um, I live in an old house on the thoroughfare, right on Crown Point Road here. Um, and being an old homeowner, I understand that um, retrofitting things, trying to make my house look like one of these new modern houses uh, would cost me more money than just to buy a new house. Like, like it's it's a lot of money to retrofit something. And to uh, look at all of these men and women over here who work so hard for our township, I almost think it's shameful because I think whether you vote, you know, whatever side you vote. I feel like everybody in this town. If there's one thing that anyone can stand behind, it's like all the work that Committee Woman Kerr does for our police department and for safety and public safety. Everyone gets behind that because everybody gets behind these men and women over here. And I feel like, yeah, and I feel like to um, issue them a band aid, um, be it a nice one, right next door in, in an 18,000 square foot facility it's still a band-aid because you're retrofitting something for these people that they deserve something that's modern and state-of-the-art like you had said and it's really hard to get that when you retrofit and I know that from working on my old house it's just really hard to get it to be modern because it's um, you can cut it down to the studs and then guess what you're practically paying for a new building and I know that that brings us back around to the question of there is no land here centrally to build a new building but um if that was ever option number one, then there must have been a location in mind. And so I'm just curious like what that location was, if you were even examining the cost of building.
0: The the cost of building a new police department?
8: Did you have a location in mind when you costed that out?
0: Yeah, no, that Grove Road was one, the Grove Avenue site where the industrial park is.
4: That but that was retrofitted. The other there. the
0: other site was the building across the street. Um the old theater little theater building where the library was so it's located. too small yeah it's too, I mean, it it's too it doesn't library, it's
7: too for, it doesn't fit too prior
0: to me getting involved in that was talked about prior to me oh, getting right. involved in those, so yes
8: um so I guess my question to the um, committee is um more or less, why do we keep running into this? Uh, you, I, I was unaware that there were so many um, repair issues with the library that were coming up. And I feel like we come across this a lot. We had to replace all of our pocket parks in the last two years because they had fallen into disrepair and it um, becomes an issue of like, why aren't we budgeting for maintenance? Why aren't we budgeting and continuing to stay on top of these things so that we can keep them modern? If our If our men and women of our police department, that hasn't been acceptable for them in 30 years, Why in 30 years have we not looked at this? Why in 30 years have we not made upgrades? Have we made considerations? And why in those last 15 years haven't we been fixing the issues at the library? Like, why have we been turning a blind eye to all of these things until it's so bad that we have to ask for $15 million to make a
0: fix?
4: Well, I can answer that. The pocket parts?
0: Just that,
9: yes. Amy, if you don't mind, just... Uh, I've been asked that before about the parks. So, one of the big changes that happened is, and one of the reasons why you can't sort of update things continuously over the years, eventually you cannot keep putting lipstick on a pig. You have to get new. And with playgrounds, especially. There's new playground standards that come along. So the old things, if they were concrete structures or old rusted metal things, they're not safe anymore. There's new standards as, as far as you know the amount of mulch that you're allowed to have. You have to have a foot of mulch. You have to have things a certain distance apart from each other. There's certain setbacks. There's, the restrictions keep getting tougher and tougher. Similarly, with the police station. The police station now has all these new accreditation standards as far as locker rooms. Where prisoners are kept and different things like that, that we now have to keep up on. So, things that happened and decisions that were made 40 years ago, you can't really put them in line with decisions that are made today because the, mm-hmm. the standards change and the, the standards and the qualifications that we have to meet change. So, I'll turn it back over to So, on. Amy, the answer
0: to your questions, you know, the answer to your question regarding why haven't we haven't keeping up on these bills? We have. But some of the things that have to be done. Are not budgets like an HVA system that where it's $1.4 million, right? They could go, you know, tomorrow, but we're looking to, you know, you put band-aids on these things to get them to work, but to to maintain them and to replace them because they've now lived their life expectancy. Now you to us when you say, Why haven't we done it for 30 years? Well, I haven't been here for 30 years. I mean, I haven't sat up here in 30 years, but I understand that, you know, you know, to make those decisions, we don't make them in a vacuum. We are now addressing these situations because you're in a financial situation where we can address them now, you know, our bar due to the, you know, the gentleman sitting right there, Mike, Mike, our CFO, you know, we are in a better position to do these things, to borrow more money when you know before that our borrowing power is down, we are now in a better position to do these things, and this is why we're moving on doing them because we can at this point. But every year that we delay, the price goes up. But you know the same the same reason you're asking why we haven't done them was are the same reasons why we're trying to move them on expeditiously now because the window may close. And every, every year we delay it, prices go up. Now the problem is you might not even get the materials, which has been the problem for the last two years. We can't get the materials. So, you know, there's, a, there's an explanation for everything.
8: Regardless of whether you build from scratch, though, or you retrofit. So well, I feel like you're going to be hit
0: with that regardless. Our architects and engineers tell us differently. Because maybe that was before I would tend to agree with you that building from scratch was a lot better. But nowadays, it might not be because the whole construction world has flipped on what you can do. You may not be able to get the steel that builds a brand new building. You may not be able to get the blocks that build a brand new building. We have buildings. You know, there's history in your building, in the library. There's history in Colonial Manor. So, you know, we want to repurpose building because that's responsible. That's responsible government is to use what you have. Because if we don't use them, they sit there. And nothing happens to them. So yeah, we have to be responsible. And that's what we're trying to do.
8: So it wouldn't be an option to retrofit this whole building so that the police kind of took over this building and municipality services moved to maybe Colonial Fire Hall?
0: Looked at that. It's it's this building was not built to be a police department. It's just not.
8: At the library was?
0: No, it's I'm I'm saying the space is this space is not conducive to use it as a police department. It's just not because. It's, it's you know, you're, you're just moving the problem somewhere else. You know, we don't need, we we don't re- need this building to be the size of uh, a municipal service building. This used to be a courtroom, right? So, you know, the design of this was never built to be a police department of today's standards, you know, but we can still use it as a municipal building. Because there's room to grow even in municipal in municipal space is too small for what we have. We have storage issues, we 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 store things off site at, at um, you know, docuble, because we don't have the st- we don't have the storage here. So to build a live uh, to build a police department from a space that we can completely gut and start over is one of the options and one of the more feasible options that we have.
8: Thank you.
7: No, no, you're fine. My name is Susan Hemdall. I'm at 225 Snowy Ebert Lane, and I'm on board at Riverwinds. I wanted to see if we could get an update on the construction, um, mainly like impact studies any with um, traffic, additional access for people to get out once townhouses and restaurants restaurant are built up there. Um, anything you can give so that I can take it back to the board
0: so the update we can update the traffic we are in the process of uh we've uh, awarded some uh bids to uh, prove the traffic on Riverwinds Drive Uh, we have uh, license plate readers we have traffic calming devices coming in uh as the future of building you know we've Riverwinds was started 22 years ago uh yeah 20 23 years ago uh, it was always designed to have building out there. Uh, we've the crash in two, eight, 2008 stopped it. We went with another builder who was going to build all these different plans. Uh, nothing seems to have come to fruition. Uh, we do have three uh, memorandums of understanding with three different builders right now to. Uh, Possibly, possibly build out in Riverwinds, just like we've had for the last 20 years, possibly build out Riverwinds. Uh, if any of those things f- come to fruition, the road that runs, that's always been planned, that runs between the Reserve and Jobstown Road, uh, will be an option on adding and and uh, alleviating traffic that goes back to Riverwinds.
7: What about something up towards Riverwinds? If there is an accident at that intersection, right when I turn in, mm-hmm. or- the, the people up at the houses and the restaurant and the possible new restaurant won't be able to get out what if there's a forest fire what if there's something is there another way to have an, another additional access up there yep. because i understand where the access route is i've seen that on the plans but i think those are just some of the things that you know we wanted to start the conversation i know that there have been plans and there've been, you know, letters of intent and so forth in the past but it seems like it's moving a little bit forward now. Mm-hmm. So, just kind of is there another way Cause that's a, how many people are we talking in this townhouses? 100, 200.
0: Well, are uh, the plans originally uh, shockingly were about when it was first designed was about 700. Um, you know, we've made agreements where we're knocking it down to in the 400s. Um, and he said, it's designed to have people out there, you know, ideally, we always use this as you know the definition of urban sprawl is the house built after yours, but it's been been designed it has always been designed to have more residents out there. Has it changed. We hope that uh, what we have in the last year that's come that, that one of these builders may be may build out there. Yes. And it's always been designed to have a second road in Jobstown Road. If and when we decide to put that road in there, there's water out there now. It's on the map. I am sure that when we decide to put that road in there, this room will be packed again with the Riverwinds residents. But <laughs> well, I mean, it's progress. And just about but, yep. we, this group here was not involved in the design of that. Facility out there, nor the road going in and out. Uh, you know, that's an answer for you. Yes, but we are looking at the fact that one, we'll address the the speed on the road and the traffic now. With uh, we're looking to spend about a hundred thousand dollars on traffic calming devices and different uh, road designs that'll slow traffic down. You should have seen a difference now because the police department has uh, issued many tickets in the last couple months at the and unfortunately, probably the most of our residents. um, But, you know, that's, you know, our warning was given, the police gave them the warning out there that said that we would be out there issuing summonses. Unfortunately, that's the only compliance measure that we have to make people comply with the speed. So hopefully, thank you. Mm
4: Good evening. I'm Nancy Ryder, 28 Randolph Road in
1: Greenfields. First, I feel the police department needs a whole new building, state of the art. And we have area for it right here in township, in the center of town, right across the street. Move your baseball fields back further you
0: come back there. Oh um, right. we can't do that. Yes, you can do it. It's green acres. It's green it's green acres. You cannot. It's designed to be re- recreational space. We cannot move it. Find a way. You can find a way for everything else find a way. Okay. 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 <laughs> now, I put back down a little bit
1: in law enforcement because my uncle was in the FBI his whole career. I admire these people what they go through. No end. We can't keep putting a Band-Aid on our problems. They need a new police station, state-of-the-art. Find a way of doing it. Find a place to do it in the center of town. Do not move the library because there's no transportation to Colonial Manor. Your seniors need the library for their stimulation mentally to keep alert.
4: I use the library. I can no longer drive. I'm 83. I can't get to the library in Blue New Manor. I can get a neighbor or a friend to drive me here, but not up there. I read four books last week from this library. They were just returning tonight. You move up there, I can't do it. Look
1: at the people who need the mental stimulation, the older people in your neighborhood, your township.
4: This helps hold off Alzheimer's and dementia. You need to think further than the end of your noses, and you're not doing it. Look for space. Get our police department what they need and keep our library here. Thank you.
6: Um, I'm Terry Wallace. I live at 735 Carter Hill Drive in Sherwood West. I am a former member of of the Board of Trustees. I served on the Library Board of Trustees for 10 years, of that time as president or vice president. First and foremost, I want to thank the Township Committee for the great support they have given us, especially in the past four years with so many changes that have taken place. In spite of the pandemic and all the challenges that brought, I don't know if a lot of you were aware of some of the other challenges somebody mentioned about not trying to budget for changes. As a member who was tasked with the fiduciary responsibility of the library, I can assure you that was looked at continually. Sometimes decisions that were unpopular had to be made. Um, we are working more <coughs> with less. And I'm not sure if this is addressed already, but I I do not arrive at six o'clock for the meeting because of work. But the township uh, well the, the municipal library is operated by receiving a third of a mill of property taxes. That is what we have to work with. That goes towards salaries, it goes towards benefits, it goes towards technology. That money has to stretch a long way. We do try to find other avenues. I say, do. I, I'm not on the board anymore. My uh-huh. But we look for other avenues to fund different initiatives. The library applied and reapplied for a construction grant, which we were turned down for. We, the library does a wonderful job of grant writing and has received many grants to help maintain operations. I think that decisions need to be made as a business decision and not based on sentiment or emotion. I think I agree that this the police department needs a state of the art facility and if retrofitting it would serve that purpose retrofitting the library and that's the most cost effective means possible and moving to the library there are some other things to consider however the library was built by referendum this would most likely have to go to the voters, correct, to move the library? Because the library is not run by the township. It is run by – it's an independent operation. So I was just wondering if that has been considered or if the solicitor has been talking about
3: that. Uh, The uh, the creation of the library, but the building is owned by the uh, town. I mean, the the referendum didn't create the building. It created the free public library system, So the building is owned by the township.
6: Okay, but the library opera- now so when the library went into that building what type of an agreement or legal agreement would be entered into to move the library because as i said the library operates independently it is funded by a third of a mill by law and i was just curious as to how that agreement would take place to move it
3: um well, I know I've only been here since 2015, and we've looked, there's no documents uh, other than the deed that originally created this whole tract of land, which I forget how far back that goes, but it it would be in cooperation with the library to to, to make this transition. I, mean, I guess you could say we're the landlord of the building. The library, trustees, and the library would be the tenant, but I think we're just trying to work out a plan to properly address... The concerns have been raised, but I don't think we've gotten that far yet.
0: And and Terry, the Terry, the uh third of a million million that's generated by taxation is used for a library. And that would be continually it would continue to be used as a library. It's just the home of where the library is. It doesn't state uh that this has to be the home or doesn't have to be the home. It just says the money will be used for library purposes.
6: So I was just wondering as to because I don't remember um, all the like the charter and everything with the library how it was established in that location mm-hmm. and how that was paid for and how that was approved by the township citizenship so that's what I just wanted to consider yep. I am a huge supporter of the library um, just to go out saying this. Um, The library has faced many challenges um the the building is aging and there we do keep putting money into it and because we have to but we're not losing our library i just want to make that clear people are having this rally call save the library the library is being saved this may be the best option it may not be but like you said we're in the beginning stages i just want people to take a breath not use emotion to make these decisions look for the best option for the police department for our patrons, for the library employees,
0: and every what i to say, thank you. Your- thank you, Terry, thank you for your service, uh, for the years that you worked as the president of the trustees for the library. Uh, thank you very much.
4: Seeing no else come
0: up, oh, let's get ready to close. Make it fast. I wanted to
6: save the best last,
0: but no. I'm sorry, I can't, you sorry, I can't understand you. <laughs>
6: I said I heard you wanted to save the best for last, but you didn't.
0: Uh we were planning board till twelve thirty the other night, so
6: <laughs> Lawrence Thall, three fifty nine, Metacross Road. And um I just wanna say I'm definitely not anti police. I'm definitely not anti library, I'm pro both. The uh police department's even in part of my estate planning. That's how much I believe in the West of Police Department. Um, I'm also a fond believer in in the library. I uh, recently retired and and I'm spending a lot of time there, especially uh, with using a lot of the programs that I can no longer afford um, on my retirement. But um, a couple of questions I had was um, we have to buy that fire department?
3: Do we have to purchase we it? We
6: have to purchase that building. You, you sound if like we want building.
3: it. Okay. Yes.
6: It, it sounded like it was something that was like the done deal that we had to buy it. it, it
0: no, it, it, we have to purchase it because they own it. They own the structure, we own the land. Oh, okay. Yep.
6: That's the part I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, I have a ton of questions, but it doesn't matter. The most important thing I wanted to say was we are West Effort. And I'm hearing a lot of we and they. And West Effort, in my mind, has never been a we and they kind of township. It's always been where we stuck together and we worked together and we found solutions. And I think that. Um, the The paid staff and the committee have generally been very responsive um, to the needs of the people. And I think that if we incorporate the input from the people, the input that you guys are getting from the professionals, the archaeologists and everybody, um, I think that we can come to an equitable solution. I'm not fond of an idea, the idea of the library moving out of New Jersey transit zone. Um, or to a smaller space. I've been to activities at the library where the community room was too small, and we had to actually go into the library section where people were trying to quietly work. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think together, if we work together as a team, as a community, we can find a solution to this problem without this divisiveness. And and I honestly think that having um, the citizens working with the committee, and I, I do believe in having a committee of citizens uh, to help, not be part of the problem, but be part of the solution. There are a lot of talented people. If we have a revenue problem, a lot of us know how to write. I, I've i written grants before. I'm willing to help, you know, along with the accountants and everybody else. I'm a great writer. Use us. We all have skills. We don't want our taxes raised. If that means we all have to pitch in, roll up our sleeves, I think a lot of us are willing to do it. So I thank you, everybody. I thank every all the citizens. I thank the committee and all the paid staff. Together, we can do this. Thank
0: you. Well, if, thank you, Lauren. For those out there, Lauren is a uh, is a regular attendee of our meetings, so she knows how we operate. You can come in and ask you anything you want. If we don't know the answer. We'll find out the answer. And uh, you know what keeps us on our feet.
6: There is this really big building
0: on uh, Crown
6: Point Road. I think it'll house everybody.
0: And you know, I know
6: one resident that would not be opposed to that.
0: Well, you know, we still don't know what it's going to be. And uh, it's been planned for on the planning board stages for over four years. But it's progress, right? all right
4: (laughs) seeing no one else come forward oh are you coming forward okay there you go
3: Uh, just wait my turn Uh, i'm peter zock i live at 1208 parkland commons uh i've lived in west effort my entire life I grew up at that library. I learned to read at that library. I learned how to use a computer at that library. I learned how to think critically at that library. So this issue kind of hits deep in me. I don't want to see that library move. I don't think a lot of people want to see that library. So I'm here to offer a different solution. We need a new lease department, correct? Have we looked at all about moving the police to both of those three fire stations and having two hubs on opposite sides of the town? That would negate the need to have a central hub here because the one complaint I heard is if we put it out of one of those fire stations, they can't reach the other side of town.
0: Chief, you want to comment or you want me to handle that one?
5: Sure, I can comment. I know on the surface, it sounds like a, an easy fix. Um, I can say logistically, that would be a nightmare for us. Um, when I just talk about technology servers, um, you know, we have a secure server that, you know, just talking on the technology side of it, a secure server that uh, is just the PDs. Even in this building here, everything that we do, we have um, an NCIC terminal that, you know, is is encrypted. Um, we have different, you know, not to get too technical with it. We would need, Two of those um, cells that are, um, you know, state run by the Department of Corrections, the, uh, you know, having having two separate facilities for that. Um, honestly, we only, we have a, a small department in the grand scheme of things. Um, I know it seems like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, our administration, we only have four of us. Um, we operate together every day to have us in, in one building and officers in another. Um, our patrol and our detectives work closely together every day. Um, we would need you know them together. So you would be separating. Uh, we, we just don't have as you get larger, uh, these in the cities and in these bigger the police departments, you can have full units, right? You have uh, lieutenants and administrators that can oversee entire divisions. Um, but we just are not to that level. Uh, so to have two separate police stations for a, a department our size, logistically just wouldn't work.
3: So may I ask why you would need two separate servers, one in each location? Why couldn't you have one central server and set up a VPN?
5: I'll, I'll defer to uh, our IT on, on different uh, things. I, I, you know, I can just say that I just know within this building here, um, we have technological challenges. I would venture to say that I'm not saying it's it's not possible, but it would be another challenge to separate that two different ways. I know um, we're limited in the amount of NCIC terminals that we get from that are overseen by the state. Um, we don't have enough right now that that go between uh, all of our offices just in this building. Um, so we're limited and that's based on how big our department is and, and that goes by and that, that's issued out by the state licensing. Um, so when I think about those types of things, I think they're challenges. Definitely not, you know, they're not the end all be all that would stop it. I think, like I said, logistically, the size of our department to separate us two separate ways um, would, would be a challenge. You know, the only thing that, you know, in, in smaller towns, they have little substations um, where, you know, you have one or two officers stationed there. Um, but again, logistically in our town, the way it's broken up, we have uh, four zones. Um, we oversee national park as well. Uh, just geographically to even put a substation in colonial Manor and greenfield Heights. It just, it would separate us. Um, we have one sergeant that runs each shift. Sometimes they're in charge of three, four officers. Um, they need to report directly to that sergeant you know, regularly. Um, that sergeant needs to go out to calls. They're bringing arrestees back in to have them separated in two locations. We're just not big enough to do that.
3: Okay. So I, I don't know enough about how the police operate, but in a world where for the last two or three years, a lot of us have been working remotely, and dealing with that in our normal jobs why couldn't the law enforcement and something like that
5: i wish they'd let me stay home and work remotely um why, in police r- saying, I, you
3: said the problem is communication we've all had to deal with working in meetings via zoom and things like that
5: yeah why, we why, and why and, and that, i can tell you why, you why
3: would that be an issue?
5: definitely in police world i can tell you that we we felt that um know i can tell you probably one of the lowest points in our department's history uh was during covid as as everybody not just us um we had split shifts where we had officers staying home um on call and we had absolute minimum staffing here uh you can pull our officers it was probably the lowest morale had ever has ever been um and again uh, not by any anybody else's fault other than a, a pandemic that we were facing um but they were working split shifts minimum staffing. Um, we were having staff meetings where we were, uh, doing zoom calls and everything that stuff we can do, like the meetings and that stuff. It's the day-to-day operations of a police department, arresting people, handling domestic violence victims, working with our detective division, doing, uh, interviews, having patrol officers give, uh, information, handling evidence. Um, you know, there's a lot of that stuff we have an evidence vault that is can only be accessed by two two people in our in our police department. Um, so if evidence would need to be dropped, it would have to go to one central location. I could give you a list of of things where, um, again, on the surface it seems, but logistically, it's just two separate locations for a department our size just would not be feasible. Well, you would
3: technically have three if you kept the one here and kept that as the central location. It would negate the overcrowdness here
0: correct? You can use, you just said
3: you have the evidence
0: fault here. Mr. Zock, can I,
3: I'll,
0: Mr. Yes. I'm going to interrupt you right there. Uh, Our topic is, you know, I know you're trying to give us alternatives, but uh, you would probably have to spend about a month with the chief for him to discuss options that you're throwing out. And that's really not why we're here to, decide where his police department is going to go. I mean, you know, we'll give you the courtesy of asking the questions you have, but let's direct them towards me. And, uh, you know, we're trying to do what's best for everyone. And, you know, the options when you're a layman looking at a police department, no disrespect to you. uh, He can explain to you that some of your options just aren't even feasible options. So do you have another question? I believe.
3: The only, I would just like to ask that that option be there, kept open in the feasibility.
4: Thank you very much. Yes, we will. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Hello, it's February 1st, and it's National Love Your, Love Your Library Month, so I hope everyone will. I appreciate the humor in that. Um, my name is Sheila Mickelson, and I live at 17 Rose Tree Lane. And until age 16, I was stuck with the library with the spiral staircase, which was very cramped and limited. I began working in public libraries in 1995, and I've been a library director since 2001. Um, I published a book in 2007, and I dedicated the acknowledgements to the West Stafford Library for their help in making me appreciate libraries when I was a teenager. So it's kind of funny that now my 13 year old daughter's here. I just wanted to clarify, she made this sign. Her teacher at St. Margaret Regional School actually encouraged her to do sign. So gave her the board. It says, save our libraries. And I said, you have to add existing or nobody's gonna know what you mean. So, you're going to write that in there when we get on. Save our existing leverage. Okay. Um, I just wanted to mention some statistics from ni- 2019 about the West Stephen Library because, obviously, as everyone knows, anything more recent is going to be skewed from the pandemic. So, there are over 114,000 volumes in the library, over 77,000 items were checked out from the library in 2019. There were almost 90,000 visitors to the library in 2019. Um, Over 16,000 people used computers in that year. And there were over 13,000 people attending programs. I've been in contact with the State Library of New Jersey and the New Jersey Library Association, just letting them know what's going on in West effort. And I would urge everyone to come to library board meetings From what I was told, the library board has the authority over moving the library, not the town. I know that the town owns the library. I'm a library director in another town in Gloucester County. So yes, my township owns the building. But the library board does have some authority. So again, I would urge everyone to start going to library board meetings. Reach out to your library board members and let them know how you feel. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much seeing no one else come forward a motion to close the open portion
9: motion
0: second a motion second questions all in favor at this time the uh we will adjourn to our closed session where action may or not may not be taken thank you everyone for coming out